Hey Chilies, hope you're having an awesome week. We have another super fun spooky episode for you. This week we had Mike from the Paranormal Road Trippers come on and tell us some of his super spooky experiences he had as a paranormal investigator. It was really fun, super historical. I think you're going to like it. Check it out. You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Katz. Real scary, real silly, real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Chills. I'm super excited for our guest today. Today we have Mike from the Paranormal Road Trippers. Mike, how are you? I'm fantastic. I'm happy to be here and chatting all things ghostly with you. Heck yeah. I'm so excited you could be on the podcast. It's really awesome. So we always ask our guests the same question to start the episode. When it comes to the paranormal, where do you see yourself? Are you more of a true believer or a skeptic? I'm a true believer with a spritz of skeptic skepticism in it. Sure. I've had encounters all my life. My first encounter was probably when I was around 10, 11. And with my day job, I'm very analytical. I'm an investigator by, by trade. Wow. So if I go to a ghost hunt, that growling in Aunt Edna's closet, it ain't <laughs> a demon. We, we don't know if it's a demon yet. Mm-hmm. However, we're going to investigate it where a lot of people will jump to the conclusion. I will see if it's the piping, see if it's a cat. That's like, you know, I'm a skeptic, but I'm a realist with being a true believer. I'm everything. You're like a real life ghostbuster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. I love that. I think most people are, I mean, at least most people in our field of like paranormal, like I'm not necessarily a researcher at this point, but kind of dipping my toes in the water. It's really fun. It's cool. It is. That's awesome. Um, do you want to get started with your stories? Let's rock and roll. Cool. So my first experience happened around when I was 10 or 11. I was home from school and um, I was home from school for being sick. And um, I was watching probably something like The Price is Right or Full House. And I was laying on the couch and all of a sudden I, I saw this man come walking up my stairs. And he looked like a pioneer settler. If you picture Oregon Trail, he looked like one of those, like a settler. Um, he had a long, unkept beard. He was wearing brown trousers and like a gray, a gray to cream shirt with suspenders. And I looked over to him and I'm like, what is going on? Because A, no one's home. My parents are at work. And B, all the doors are locked. So I panic and then I look and then he's gone. Then I call our neighbor. It was an RCMP, like a Canadian police officer. But his wife was home and she was elderly. Mm -hmm. So she comes over with her little can of pepper spray. And she's clearing all of our, all of like the bedrooms and all the rooms in the house. And there was nothing there. And I knew I wasn't sleeping because I was engaged in the TV show. And that was my first experience to be like, what just happened? It was full body. It was full body. It was like looking at you. That's, it was, I could even hear like walking down the hallway and even thinking about it now, I get the chills from it. Because if you fast forward to when I was a teenager, I'm like telling all my friends about, oh, this happened. My house is haunted. And I did research on um, the properties. And in the late 1800s where I lived, it was an old pig farm, cow farm, like dairy farm. And maybe that guy lived there at one point. I know that our house was one of the first houses built in that area. And it was really old when we lived there. I never felt the same after because I knew that that person was probably still around. And that's really what got me into the paranormal. That's amazing. Do you think it, um, did it seem like he was aware of the, sur- the current day surroundings? Like, did he look at you or do you think maybe it was something else? I, d- I can use a modern day ghost term, like ghost hunt hunting term. I think it's a residual haunting. Mm-hmm. That's what now. I was wondering. Okay. Because he walked up the stairs, walked down the hallway, gone. Like it was clockwork. So I wow. wonder how often that happened. If it has happened before, if it, but I only saw it once. Thankfully. Yeah. Although now I'd be dying to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You seem so very analytical as, as a kid, when this happened, 
did it like launch you into, into the paranormal? Did you just start researching and, and really getting into it to figure out what you saw? Yeah. After being like being a 10, 11 year old child, after I changed my pants, after seeing them, I go <laughs> yeah. back to, I, yeah, I go back, I yeah. go back to school and, um, library day, I go to the, uh, to the section where they have the little ghost story books and all the, those type of, of genres, I guess that would be the spirituality section in 2022. And, um, I'm getting all the ghost story books. I'm getting uh what's a haunting books and I'm reading the crap out of them. And that's what launched me was that event. Wow. Yeah. And then, cause of my automatic thoughts were why, why did this happen? Why did I see it? Why mm-hmm. did he pick me? And how could this happen? And just imagine being, Cause like my daughter, she's 12. I couldn't even picture her thinking like that. No. And then back, <laughs> back in those days, it was the late eighties, early nineties. So the monster club movie was out. So I watched that on repeat. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then fast forward to, so we're at 11 years old. Then we get to about 14, 15 years old. Um, every summer, my parents used to ship me out to Winnipeg, Manitoba to stay with my family. I'm from Vancouver. Okay. I was staying at my cousin's old historic house. And it was in a not so nice area of Winnipeg. And um, we go to the store one day and I'm like, dude, you didn't lock your door. I don't want your house to get broken into. He's like, don't worry about it. it uh, my friends are looking after it. And I'm like, friends, it's an old Victorian house. That's what it looked like. And um, I'm like, okay. And then we get back, fast forward to going to bedtime. And um, I'm trying to go to sleep. And all of a sudden I hear these loud steel toe type boots coming up the stairs from the basement, like a classic horror movie. And then the door opens and then I hear the footsteps all over the kitchen floor. And then it goes back downstairs, the door slams. And it was happening over and over and over again. And I'm like, come on. And then I get the testicular fortitude to get up and go (laughs) look at it. And I see the door open and I can see the footsteps like I, I guess I could hear, but I could see where they are. And it goes back downstairs and I'm like, oh my God. And I run upstairs to where my cousin was sleeping. And I'm like, dude, he's like, told you my friends look after the house. I'm like, got your point, dude. (laughs) So he's been seeing them and just living peacefully with them this whole time. I don't know. He didn't really get into it. He was more kind of secretive about it. But the next day in the morning, I went downstairs and I looked, it was like a basement. It was like cobblestone basement, probably used as like a cold storage back in the early 1900s. And there was like an old rusty drum set down there and an old washer and dryer. And there was nothing down there. Nothing could go in, nothing could go out. And, oh man, that, that got me too. That, that, that was pretty hard. <laughs> That's so <laughs> to, interesting. It really makes me like, do you think you have a gift? Do you think that you see more than most people? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I think I'm sensitive to things. I think when I go into that's a whole other conversation of like gifts and that, but like I feel when I go into a look, I'll use an, I feel statement. Um, <laughs> when I go into all these haunted locations that I can kind of kind of like a compass where I think things will happen. And I'm pretty accurate with that stuff. Um, I do use it sometimes. I'm very subtle about it. I don't advertise it but I kind mm-hmm. of use it as a safety blanket too. I'm like that place gives me the no feeling. So if I investigate in there, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to be really respectful, cautious, sure. and maybe not go as hard as I would in a different location. Or I wouldn't say I'm an aggressive ghost hunter, but I wouldn't go as aggressive, like with questioning and all that. I'd be more lighthearted. Um, maybe use different skills in the toolbox of how to obtain paranormal um, you know, <laughs> evidence, right. that's evidence. the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Do you have any fun stories from, from your ghost hunting adventures? Oh God. Um, lots, <laughs> uh, it all started with like the ghost trying to communicate with the other side started with the classic Ouija board. Love it. <laughs> um, yep. So this is, so we went from 12 years old in Winnipeg. Now we're fast forwarding to high school hmm. and, um, me and my friends were in my friend's basement and we were doing the Ouija board and it was the classic, no, you're moving it. Ah, uh-uh, man, you're moving <laughs> it. Come on. And mm-hmm. um, none of us were moving it. And then our one friend who's, who's kind of, 
kind of a wimp with it. Did, didn't want anything to do with it. Was was absolutely creeped out with everything we were doing. He goes, okay, if if no one's moving it, what's what's my worst fear? We didn't know. Um, then the board, when my hands and my friend's hands were on it, spelt out white pit bull, full, okay? Whoa. And the whole time it's spelling it, he's writing it down. <clears throat> and then um, and then we're just saying, no, you're moving it lines. And then a couple hours later, it's a summer night. We're just, we're, no, we're normal kids. And we decide to go to 7-Eleven, get some Slurpees. And we leave, it's later at night. And we're just walking, minding our own business. And um, this white pit bull comes out of nowhere, like loose, no home. What? And it beelines it towards us and separates him from the group <laughs> and just starts barking, growling, and lunging at him. He's like frozen in terror. And then all of a sudden the dog goes, goes away. Like nothing happened. Like you see it walk away, but done. Wow. At the time when they spelled out white pit bull, was that actually like a big fear? He never, like before you guys encountered the pit bull or was it kind of being like, Oh, you're going to get scared today. I don't think he was a fan of dogs. I had a Doberman okay. and like my, my dog was super friendly, but he was very um, shy of my dog. Mm. And I think that could have been maybe his fear that actually came out that night. Cause it did spell it. That, that, that was, that was nuts. That's so interesting. Cause I, you know, we've had a lot of Ouija board stories and I've never really looked into this, but I don't, I can't recall very many where it's, it's predicting a future event. Like, I feel like spirits from stories I've heard of Ouija boards, it's, it's oftentimes like a past loved one giving like a secret word or something, which is just as like amazing. It's kind of scarier to me to think of a Ouija, of something talking to you through the Ouija board that's predicting the future, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it- it was it was the only time something like that happened where it spelt out something in that ha- but then a couple of weeks later we're like let's bring up the Ouija board again no <laughs> <laughs> no yeah um we have a we have a different friend with us now because other friend is a whole lot of nope yeah going forward <laughs> and um this is when we're younger so we might we might not we might not, we might not be as respectful as we are now right because you're young learning things and the one guy that was with us, he was drinking a bit. We weren't like the other two of us. And he's like, I don't believe in you. If you're here, you prove it, prove it, man. Prove it, mother effer. And then no one was home at this house. No one was upstairs because I know his parents were gone to their cabin. So it's just us three friends down in the basement. All of a sudden in the rec room on the outside, we, the, the doors closed. We hear three boom, boom, boom on the door. And then we look at each other like, really? <laughs> and then they were like, no, you made that happen. <laughs> and we're like, we dare you to open the door, like to each other. Classic and, dare. <laughs> yeah. And then our friend who was all show yourself, approve it, opened the door. And then all of a sudden we get a gust of wind in there. And then on the curtains, it looked like somebody's hand was just going like this. And then it went right down to our little candle we had going and, and the candle went like, Poof. yeah, true story. That, it blew out the candle. Didn't blow it up like like the flame. Um, oh, it dipped. It dipped. Yeah, and uh, I don't normally bring the throughout that Ouija story, but uh, I've started telling that one more. But that that one was terrifying. That made me pull back from a Ouija board a little bit. Yeah, just because sure we saw the, the the dog, but a skeptic could be well. That's coincidental. There's lots of dogs in this area. Mm-hmm. But how do you explain that? What happened there? What did you do after that? Did you just, did you say goodbye and just run, like leave? <laughs> well, it was kind of a, a damper on things. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we put the board away. We were also in a band, so we played instruments. So we just kind of went back to that and, and ignored and, for, and buried it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I mean, it gave you a show because that's what your friend was asking for, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> And not much changes with, with investigating too, because you like nowadays you always ask spirits to show themselves, make acknowledgement. So looking back on it now, could that have been technically the same thing, but right. but maybe like in a less respectful way than we do now. And I'm being accountable. Like obviously we we sure. are cranky to 
not cranky, but we egg things on when we first start until we learn the ropes and the process of how to be a good investigator. I kind of feel like, I don't know, ghost spirit. I, I feel like it matches your energy sometimes. I think some things are like looking for fear, so they'll kind of egg you on. But I think uh, more often it's it's whatever, because I grew up in a haunted house and like the energy there is always like extra comfy and nice and, you know, creepy things happen, but I've never felt scared. And I think that's because our energy towards it is like, yeah, you could stay. <laughs> if, as yeah. long as you're cool, you know, we'll be cool too. So... I'm glad. I'm glad that it. You guys just went back to playing music, yeah. and he didn't. Nothing else happened. <laughs> nothing happened here. <laughs> <laughs> but but then, I know my friends back then. They're not into any of this stuff now. They they do their own thing. They do different sure. things. And but even then, it just got me thinking. Why did that happen? How did that happen? And then again, I'm waddling back to the library, getting everything. And <laughs> right. I think I started investigating and wanting to know more really as I, I call myself a paranormal investigator by the time I was maybe 19, 20. Okay. Um, I'm 40 now, but yeah, I've, I, I, we, we, I've had a lot of experience. I've had a few experiences that have made me question continuing sure. one thing That's, that, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a really good one <laughs> okay. story time. But like one thing my team does that's very unique is we log everything. Like if you said, Mike, can I see your investigation case file evidence, like audio recordings from 2014? I'd be like, yeah, here you go. Wow. Like we log everything and all of our experiences. And 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 I, I really strive to have my research like that. I, I think a lot of teams should be logging their research because that's what we do. We're, yes, we're trying to talk to the other side, but why are we doing it as well? But one story about maybe rethinking this of like, this is too much. This, this is more than the Ouija board stuff too. That was, that was high school. This was an investigation probably in 26, 2017 at an old historic house in a town of Merritt, British Columbia. And um, with, with my job, I am an authoritative figure. And sometimes I will do that role when I'm... <laughs> It's hard to turn off. <laughs> it's hard to turn off. Like when I'm asking questions, I'm going to be like, right. I need to know right now. <laughs> sure. but, but it's one thing to keep me in check is I've really slowed down doing that. And I'm more, a lot more softer with my questioning. This this one time, our medium who was on the team at the time, he's like, Mike, um, they don't like... It's not me they didn't like. They just didn't like my questioning of how I was. I was asking historical questions like, so-and-so, did this happen at this time? So maybe it came off as too much questioning. And then it got cold in there. And then the medium, he was just staring at me. It was creepy. Oh, wow. All of a sudden, I felt a hand on my neck. Oh, no. And it squeezed lightly. Like, nothing to, like, hurt me. But it was definitely letting me know that it was there. And then it just let go. And like I even tried swatting at it. But there's nothing there. Well, clearly there was something. But then I felt nauseous. And I just ran out of the house. And I got sick in like the vegetable garden. Or not the vegetable, like the flower garden there. And wow. I was so shook by that. But then I wanted to go back in just to make sure the team was okay and all that. And when we opened the door, there was just this loud growl. And respecting, we're not pushing, man. Night's over. We're, yeah. we, say th we say thank you for letting us be here. I'm sorry if we upset you. And and we've always, we, we've investigated that house every year. So that, that the spirits know us. We're very nice and respectful. One thing we like to do at these type at all of our locations, especially historic haunts and, and that, is we like to go early meet with a curator and have a curator walk us through the whole place and introduce us and Aww. say, we're going to be there later. Cause imagine some, some dude coming into your house with an audio recorder over your head and being like, say something. <laughs> Especially if they're asking me to name dates, like who was the president this year? I'd be like, <laughs> dude, I don't know. Yeah. Get out of here. How am I going to remember that? You know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and then our, the medium on the team, he's like, that wasn't something from the house because the, the spirits are always really nice to us. Oh, and we always wow. get really, 
And then fast forward to 2021, we go back. Different team, different lineup. Um, a couple of the original investigators. And we had a guest with us, a guest investigator. He's a, he was a ghost comic. His gimmick is um, it's a pretty good gimmick. I actually quite like it. I, I, I like his stand-up. He wouldn't go in to investigate. He would go in to entertain. The ghosts? Yes, he would tell jokes to the ghost. He would cater to them. He <laughs> would... It was neat. I it was neat that. to watch. And and he's like a fun, loving, goofy guy. Did and it help? Do you feel like the ghosts were like feeling it? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but all of a sudden when we were investigating, he changed his demeanor and he became really aggressive and angry. And um, he just started swearing at me and, and walking towards me. And I'm like, oh my God. And then he just, he's like, what just happened? And I'm like, would you like me to play the audio recorder back? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So same place. It's hard to tell, but it, do you think it was the same entity from the first time remembering you and holding a grudge? Maybe the medium we were with was unsure. Okay. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Cause it, it, it was really scary. Cause I don't, I'm not a fighter. <laughs> right. I want yeah. to unless I have to, right? Yeah. And um, neither is he. So <laughs> no. And that kind of and then I'm like, I have to share a hotel room with this guy. I don't want to <laughs> sleep with one eye open. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. What I really like about the way you describe your investigations and is people kind of dance like they they say almost similar stuff but i feel like the way you describe it is really different it almost sounds like you're like in a relationship with investigating or like with this with spirits like you're like when i was younger i was an asshole but i've learned and i'm a better communicator now and i really like that viewpoint of you know it's a relationship that you're working on with strangers yeah that's such but an interesting thought yeah, but but a lot of a lot of teams and people out there, like I'll just speak for myself because I, I know myself pretty well. Being a paranormal investigator is is huge growing. It's it's because you'll watch the shows, you'll see them be like, it's right. a demon, show yourself demon. Right. And that's all you know. I've been doing this for I've never seen a demon, I don't think, knock on wood. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so you learn what you see. Mm-hmm. And then I join a team and I'm out there with, with saying, show yourself, knock nine times. And they're all looking at me like, who is this guy? <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I did. I went on, I call them ride along. So I, I went out with various teams and just learned how they seasoned people that had been doing it like 10 times longer than me or other people. And the etiquette, there's a lot of etiquette and it's really sharpened my skills. Uh, like for our team, just like haunted history, we're very history based, historical, everything. Like now we won't go to a location until we we do the history. We learn about the players, like the players mean the historical figures that were at these locations, what impact they had, were there murders, were there scandalous events, what kind of drama did they have? <laughs> and um one of one of our little sayings my team says is we speak, well, it's the SPCA one, never mind. Um, history has a voice and we want to listen and that we really hang on to because there's probably a lot of untold stories out there imagine being from the 1800s living your life and then you get like pneumonia or something and boom you're gone right you didn't get to say you couldn't you couldn't text or tweet your loved ones back in kansas city Mm -hmm. because they didn't have that now i i would love to be that vessel where i can give those messages or say things and that's and I go from that 19 year old full of piss and vinegar to tell me your story. I'll help oh. you. Right? Like it's- <laughs> I love that. That's, that's my favorite part of ghost stories too, is the history behind it. It's just so cool to be able to make a connection with someone from such a different time period. That's like, so I don't know, exciting. Um, yeah. I love the idea of telling their story too. Cause I mean, there's no like set rules for ghosts, but I feel like, we all believe it's because they probably have something they they still want to talk about, right? Or else they would have moved on to whatever's next. So it's mm-hmm. cool to be able to give them that opportunity if, if yeah. they want it. 
Absolutely. And like when people say that, oh, there's a demon in this house, how do we know it's a demon? Maybe Uncle John was just an asshole. Right? There's a lot of asshole Uncle Johns out there for sure. <laughs> and now that Uncle John is dead, he's still an asshole. And he <laughs> yeah. doesn't like you going in his cupboard still. And he's going to let you know. <laughs> do you have any um, like pieces of advice that you think would be like invaluable to maybe a newer investigator? Um, don't believe everything you see on TV with investigations. Mm -hmm. Um, number one for us is respect, respect the land, respect the property, respect the owners, respect the dead. Mm -hmm. If you can't do that, I don't think you're ready to go out and investigate. Sure. Um, don't use a phone app. I get roasted for saying that, but I don't care. <laughs> you get um, who roasts you for that? That's so funny. The other yeah, investigators. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm more old school. Give me what an do you audio. Use? Give me an audio recorder and a video camera. I'm good to go. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So don't like record on your phone. Even get like a. I use a, a Zoom H4n Pro. Okay. I have a Zoom H2. I have uh, Rode wireless. All my cameras have upgraded. They're all Rode mics. I want the best audio. I want, I don't want compressed audio. Okay. Uh, you want Got uncompressed it. for the raw natural sound. And that's where you get your best EVPs, in my opinion. What's your favorite EVP story? Oh God. If Elvis and Buddy Holly are the Cain and Abel of rock and roll, Bruce Springsteen and Zachariah, Iggy Pop is Methuselah. Of course, Neil Young is the wise prophet Ezekiel. What does that make Get in the Garage? Well, I think that makes Get in the Garage the one-stop shop for all know-how, history, countdowns, disagreements, agreements, and pretty much everything that you want you, you want to hear about music. Get in the Garage. Get in the Garage. A music program from the Wasted Robot Network. I was just learning to love. <laughs> Tell us who you are. What's your name? The last one, we were at this, it wasn't a historic house. It was a heritage house this lady lived in. A lot of bad things happened in there, and it was on Aboriginal land, the, uh, yeah. that house. And she's like, my drawers are opening. I hear people walking. I see I see a man outside all the time. He keeps trying to get in. And she had like nails, her like her windows were nailed shut. She had like Jeez. her doors with like double locked. And I said, I'm like, are we gonna get out of here? Okay. Because it's all locked, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, so we were doing an EVP session and clear as day, we got one that said Cherokee in a really growly voice. And obviously we, we, we didn't hear it because it, it's on playback after mm -hmm. it was unsettling because when you, when you play your evidence back that, that that's like a gold mine EVP in my opinion. And the unsettling part is, is like, was that person with us when we were like, cause it was so close to the microphone, like the sound. Right. And then another one we got was at this old historic theater in a town called Vernon in British Columbia, Vernon Town Cinema. And um, it's funny. It was on, so one, one here's another piece of advice. Side note. Um, whenever you start an investigation, always have an audio recorder on or buy a body cam and just have that sucker going the entire time. And this nice. is off a body cam. I was going through all my body cam footage. And I was just about to throw it out. I was on the last like 30 seconds of like garbage footage. And then we were just doing our thing. And we heard a now go. So it's on our, it's on our Instagram page. Oh, wow. That, that was a pretty, pretty good one. That would scare me. <laughs> yeah. Do you listen back while you're still in the place? Or is this all stuff you're finding later? Lately, I've been doing live playback. So I'll have my headphones on. I just don't yeah. like having headphones on. Sure. But it saves for hours of audio evidence analysis. <laughs> wow. 50-50. Um, most of the times we don't. We're just recording. And then what, what we do, this is kind of a cool thing that, that my team does is 
one one of our team members, he lives in Edmonton, Alberta, which is a province way far away. Like he's all next door to British Columbia. He doesn't come on our investigations because, well, he's like 24 hours away. Right. I send him our audio. And I'll be like, I was here. She was here. The curator was here. Nobody else. So there's three controlled voices. This is the date. This is the time. This is the location. Go at it. And then he'll go through our audio and he'll pull our EVPs. He'll be like, who is this? Was this person with you? I'm like, no, nah, man, it was me and two females. Well, that There's no male. I'm getting like male EVPs. And wow. it's, it's non-partial evidence review. That's amazing. Yeah. So then, because when, when, I, when I, I tend to, when I go through audio, I'm like, oh my God, did you hear that? And then someone will be like, that was my stomach. <laughs> but another, course, thing, yeah. another thing that, our, that we do is we have a habit of like stomach scrambling. Like we'll say that during our EVP session. So mm-hmm. when you're playing back, you, you know, it's not a demon. Smart. It's, it's your stomach. So. Wow. That's really incredible. I'm just like thinking about like how scary, I don't know. I, I, are you scared when you're, cause I feel like I, even with other people, I feel like I'd be kind of scared. I have a confession. I used to be the runner. <laughs> no, you would leave your friends. Oh, hundred percent. I'm like, peace. <laughs> oh, no. You guys can get a sacrificial lambs. I'm out. <laughs> um, oh, man. But I learned a lesson with that. Actually R- r- running doesn't solve anything. You're there on an, you're, you're there as a paranormal investigator trying to obtain paranormal evidence. Right. And log it. So what sense does, oh, if something scares you, run away. That doesn't accomplish anything. So my lesson that I learned was we were in this really cool ranch property investigating. And the investigator, he, uh, this was my first really big investigation with like a, a pro team and they had video cameras and whole nine yards, right? And um, he's like, hey, Mike, you're going in the house and you're going to be alone. I'm like, nope. No. Yeah. And so they're like, either you're doing it or th- th- this is part of the process. Well, well, we'll be right in. You go in. and we'll... So there was me. I walked in the house there at the bottom of the steps. Nobody was there. So it was an old, older fashioned house. So there was like a door, but then there was a door on the inside that closes as well. That door closed and locked. From the inside when I was in there and I couldn't run. No. I felt sheer panic in my veins for like 10 seconds. And I'm like, it's not that bad. <laughs> really? Okay. Because <laughs> that, I don't know. I guess you get to a point where you can't be more scared. I guess I was scared straight. Yeah. Of ghost hunting. <laughs> of ghost hunting. But yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it worked. I, I, I calmed down. I kind of got my bearings and. I just started doing my AVP session and not wow. too long after uh, it unlocked or they unlocked it because they had the key too. And because uh, I heard them come up the stairs and they opened the door and they're like, all right, we'll set up here. We'll set up here. And they're like, why'd you close the door? I'm like, I didn't close the door, dude. I 100% thought that was you being an ass. Oh, wow. But they're like, no. And then jogging my memory back, I'm like, makes sense because they were down on the, could it have been the wind? I don't know, but it was a pretty still night. Jeez. But that's a skeptic because there's the old hinges, mm-hmm. nose. But the point is, is that I heard that click and I couldn't open the door. You so were stuck there. Like a skeleton yeah. key type door. So. Wow. That's neat. <laughs> that's really cool. That would be all it t- takes for me to fully believe in ghosts, honestly, <laughs> to experience something like that. I mean, I already pretty much fully believe in them, but that's... um. That's incredible. And you said you have stories of ghosts touching you as well. Yeah. So I, I had um, had the neck drama happen. Right. That we talked about. And then in the same house, this is probably, this is 2020, not 2021. Maybe the house is telling you. You keep something. going. Yeah. Um, but, but, but we love this location because we do fundraisers for the people. We'll do a night of public ghost hunting where everyone buys a ticket. They come ghost hunt. We tell stories. We show evidence. And we don't take a penny. We drive there on our own. We pay for our own hotels. We all volunteer just for the love of preserving history. That's awesome. So, so that, 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 that is really huge to our team, too, is preserving history. So, yeah, we do fundraisers all the time. And then 
So we did our fundraiser night. And then the following night, they're like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. You can have a night up to your own. And we're like, yes, that's all we want is let us investigate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The same, the same hallway. I felt I was doing just an EVP session and I, I was trying to get back on the horse, so to speak, and go back down that hallway where I had this happen, Hmm. the, the, the choke. And I'm like, to the other investigator, Jeff, I'm like, dude, I can't. He's like, stop being a baby. Just right. Cause he's Mr. I've never had an experience. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, I just, so I pushed myself a little bit. I wasn't really saying anything. I was just trying to walk there. And then when I took another step, I felt something on my arm kind of grab it and then let go. And I'm like, I'm not going any further out of respect. And because they probably don't want us to keep going down that hallway. Something was looking out for you, I feel like. Could have, could have been the missus or the mister of the house who were always right. nice, who, like the spirits that were always very nice to us. But one of the scariest touch things, this thankfully didn't happen to me, I observed happened was that uh, there's this old historic town up north in British Columbia called Barkerville. If you take a town like Deadwood and Tombstone, you put them together in the mountains, that's what you have. It was an old uh, gold rush town, made a lot of money in a short period of time. Um, we were in one of the uh, historic buildings there. And um, the investigator, he uh, he was walking through. This was in uh, the Tong building. So the Chikun Tong were Chinese Freemasons. And the Tong building was from the late 1800s. And basically what they used that building for was when Chinese workers would come over from China, they were given a, a place to sleep, eat, and then go work. Which um, which was cool, and uh, the investigator he goes in the communal room of the Tong building. This is at midnight in northern Canada in March, so it's minus seventeen. I don't know if that oh is an American God. Fahrenheit. Cold. <laughs> so all we need to talk about there's snow on the ground. Ugh. So we're bundled up, and he goes, "Are any of you people here?" If you fast forward to modern times, that could come off as maybe a little racist sounding. Yeah, but. But that wasn't the intent. Right. He just went, is anyone here? And um, all of a sudden, it got colder. And then he he walked through like cobwebs. And then he's like, guys, I don't like it in here. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, shit. And then, and then he runs out of this place like, like a bat out of hell. He, and just plows past me. I'm like, what the? Because I was, I was filming at the time. And then when we go out the door, we see this picture fly off the wall. Um, could that have been from a running out of this building? I don't know, but it flew pretty good. <laughs> and then he taking his jacket off. He's taking his hoodie off. He's taking his T-shirt off and his undershirt. And he had three giant scratches on his back. And you know the scratches like when you go by a blackberry bush that it scratches you and then it starts to raise? Yeah. That's what it was doing. We could watch it raise. Like we have that all on film. That that. Oh, that was nuts. Nuts to, to see that happen. Wow. That's incredible. I See, this is one of those things where it's like, I, I've heard of the scratches, but I've only heard of it when talking about de- demons, like not necessarily ghosts. So it makes me, like, I wonder, like, if ghosts can inflict harm like that. I've been kind of going down this path where I didn't think they could do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But... I didn't think so either until now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, it wasn't a demon, 100%. Well, no? my, in my opinion, it wasn't a demon. What makes um, you say that? Like, how are you so certain? My gut. Oh, okay. It's 12 a.m. at night, and that's four large dudes in this place where they shouldn't be. Right. Um, but again, we did the with the curator. We had interviews in there. He introduced us, said what we're going to be doing. Like said all this to the spirits there, and it could have been the comment. It could have been the the urgency to have spirits speak. Um, I don't know, but clearly somebody did not want us there. <laughs> did not like that guy no. for sure. And, I, and like I was back there in April of this year. Nothing. It was nothing in there the whole time. It was, I was with a different. Like it was me and three other people. Right. But there was nothing. It was, it was tame. It was quiet. The energy was great. I find 
and a lot, a lot of the places now that we go to. It also depends on the people you investigate with. What energy, what baggage do they have? Right. Like, like if you're cranky, here's another piece of advice to give, in my opinion. If you're cranky, had a bad day, or feeling depressed, angry, call off your investigation. Mm, that's great advice. Because spirits are going to, especially more negative ones, are going to latch onto that. Right. Because can feel you. Because I've gone to investigations annoyed. Either you get nothing mm-hmm. or you get stuff that you don't bargain for. Um, right. But I always have a little ritual before I start my investigations. I, I really zone and zen myself. I clear my head and um, kind of just vision like just a constant river of energy instead of being stagnant. That's awesome. That, that seems to work. Yeah. It gives you yeah. like a good vibe before. It does. <laughs> are there any places that you go to because it sounds like you go back to the to the same haunts kind of often is there anywhere that every single time or like 90 percent of the time you do get some sort of interaction that house in merit uh, never disappoints i guess yeah that's <laughs> the one that's um, why you guys keep going back <laughs> but that's also a why why does this stuff happen but and well, the reason we go back to that one a lot is because we do do the fundraisers. We, mm-hmm. we really like to help. And there was a bad flood up there this mm. past year. And we don't want to see old historic places go under because yeah. our history needs to be preserved. Are there, it depends. Like when we go back to the same places, like I use Barkerville as an example, we, we went into building ABC in 2017, but we went into DEF. 2022 because wow, there's a these ton are of big. Yeah. yeah and we'll revisit a few of them just because they're really cool and and you feel a connect like i feel a connection with the places i go to because i really do the history i love the locals like we don't just investigate we talk to the locals we interview the locals we hear the local legends and stories and we really try to connect the dots with history folklore and the afterlife that's so cool and then you post all of this on your Instagram? Instagram. Mostly we're very active on Instagram. Uh, YouTube, we're getting YouTube. more active. I have a pile of videos that I'm supposed to be working on, but that takes a long time. <laughs> I know that struggle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's always work. <laughs> yeah. Um, we just did a really cool investigation. I, I really like the video um, mm-hmm. I put up. It's about Mandy the Haunted Doll. Okay. Um, yeah, so we the, have the, to the, talk about it. Yeah, there, there's a Haunted Doll up in Quinell, British Columbia. Okay. And um, she's in the same league as Robert, Annabelle, Letta. She's on, plays for the same team. Like they're on the same oh, caliber. Oh, God. And the first time I investigated Bandy was in 2015. And um, again, this is when I was more of a investigator that challenged things. I was, I didn't really think a, a doll could hold such power or influence over people was it egging her on not at all because respect Mm -hmm. but i'd stare and be like really all these stories like this doll was on the montel williams show they flew her out there and (laughs) with psychic sylvia brown oh she's a celebrity she knows it it. yeah (laughs) and she knows it yep wow Um, but then our investigator he was just staring at her i'm like dude you good he's just staring his jaw was kind of half open and uh, we're like, come on, wake up. And he w- wouldn't, but then he woke up and he shot up and he panicked and ran outside and got sick. <gasps> and then, so I've been kind of eyeing the doll up, just be like, Oh Jesus. Like, was that you or was he not feeling good or what's going on? And then before we do our investigation, I'm like, okay guys, I'm just going to go outside, get my drink and get a quick stack. And then we'll do our thing. Last thing I knew was opening up my truck door. And then I woke up to our team psychic at the time, shaking. He's like, Mike, wake up. Oh, I was wow. walking towards the highway. Like just to walk on the highway, I guess. What? I don't know. I haven't, I used to, I was, only the past year and a bit, I've been telling that story because I think it's kind of, kind of kooky sounding, but that happened. I believe you. You've sounded very rational. (laughs) You haven't been telling me anything. So, I mean, you really, I trust you. And it was just like, 
you passed out like you don't remember anything from no, opening I blanked the out, truck no. I got nothing nothing from because I, I it was like a bag of almonds or a, something daddy that i was grabbing could have been peanuts we don't know <laughs> sure. and um yeah boom that happened and then um fast forward to 2022 april we go back i'm like hi mandy <laughs> you remember yeah. me? Yep. <laughs> I want to talk to you again. Our, our investigator Sandra, she she's German, so a lot of our investigations we also go into history, mm-hmm. and like well, I've said that like nine hundred times already. But <laughs> there's a lot of German ties up here from immigrants and that, and mm-hmm. she'll do a full session just speaking German, and we've got a lot of cool EVPs and, and experiences awesome. with that. And one of the rumors and folklore, Mandy, was a German death doll. There's no evidence on that, but it was just a folklore. So she was doing an entire session in German. And right at the beginning, you see something go whoo on her hair, like moves her hair. And the cool part, well, the more startling part of that, I won't say cool. She didn't notice it till we were back in the truck going back to Barkerville, actually. She's like, oh, my God. I'm like, what? She's like, watch this. And I'm driving. I'm like, I don't see anything because it happens so quick. And then so I pull fast. over. And our friend Jake in the back, he's like, holy shit. She, and Jake's like, you didn't notice that? I'm like, for me, I was like, no, I was, I was filming, but I was watching Mandy while I was filming. Mm-hmm. And Sandra's like, I didn't feel it. Hmm. And was it the doll? Was it her turn? Perhaps oh, it was. Perhaps. Yep. That seems like a nicer thing than walking her out to the highway. <laughs> and almost like she was like, because, you know, like it's kind of a loving mood. Like, I guess, you know, to brush someone's hair back. That's kind of, to me, a nicer gesture. It's not like she tugged it or something. You know? No, I'll, I'll send you the video after. And, and it, it, it is on our YouTube channel on the Paranormal Road Trippers, but it's so clear. And, and. Like before we even made a video or even thought about throwing it up on the video, that wasn't even part of the video. I just threw that in there because the, the the real video was us telling the history on the doll, right? interviewing the curator, and then just doing a little mini investigation. It was That's more so of a historical cool. video. And she's like, yep. I'm like, you didn't move like this. You didn't move around. She's like, no, 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 no. I, I w-. And she was still like, we tried to really debunk it and disc- not discredit, but like, show that it could have been something else, but it's nothing. She, she's still, it's such a cool, like, like that to me is really good evidence. That That's awesome. Of it. Yeah. yeah. What was the energy in the room when that happened? Was she, did it seem nothing? nothing? I thought we, yeah, we, we went in there. The energy was quiet. We had the museum to ourselves. Like we, mm-hmm. um, we did a nice, we gave a donation to keep like preserve. But they were working on things, so it was really loud. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, oh, that's well, well, not going to help things. Because right. you hear people hammering and laughing. And yeah, it happened during that. But there wow. was really no, no energy in there. So that That's so funny, too. Because I feel like whenever I'm scared... If I can hear people or I like I can sense like people are around, I feel way safer. <laughs> so yeah. this is like debunking that, I guess, that it's you're just as unsafe or vulnerable, even if yeah. you're in a group. That's many the haunted doll. She um if, if anyone ever comes to British Columbia, I, I sit and you're into haunted dolls, that that is like going to visit Annabelle. I put it like I said in the same league. She's the same sort of sort of doll. Are you a fan of haunted dolls? I got like three of them in my house right now. No, you do really. I do. Absolutely do. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm such a baby. I'm sorry. (laughs) But, but, but the thing about the haunted doll. So I had on our Instagram reached out to a girl who was giving away haunted dolls. And um, she was in Iowa or I know Idaho. That's Idaho. Idaho. And she UPS those things up here within the week. (laughs) She got rid of them really fast. I'm like, (laughs) But here's the startling part. So I get the dolls. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to open these. I'm going to investigate them. I'm going to view them all over social media because they look scary. I didn't open that box for like two and a half months. Uh-oh. Were they so mad at you? here's the creepy part. So I tuck it under my desk and then I go camping for like four or five days. Come home. That box is in the middle of my living room. 
I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. And then, and, and, and you and still I'm, let them out? <laughs> uh, I, I would be sending it right back. I wouldn't even I, be like new box. I would just send it right back. <laughs> I let them out at a psychic fair with psychics protecting me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> at least. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, so what I'm doing with these, oh, another thing my team does is we really, we really go after, I'm not go after, we really investigate haunted objects. Mm-hmm. And is there a way to certify they're haunted? We don't know. A lot of it's word of mouth. A lot of them, is it a placebo? Just because it's a haunted doll, is it haunted? Sorry. If it's a creepy looking doll, is it haunted? Just like the house. Oh, that 1870s house has to be haunted. Has to. But does it? Mm-hmm. So what I did is when I got these dolls, opened them, looked at them, I reached out to five different investigators or and or teams out in my area, um, made them all sign non-disclosures so they couldn't talk to each other. None of them knew each other anyways. And I got five different teams to investigate these dolls wow. and give me all of their evidence and all their findings, all their personal feelings that happened, like personal experiences. And it was really interesting. The feedback? Uh, the feedback. Uh, three out of five people had evidence. Wow. Yeah. Bonafide, straight up evidence. The other two didn't. And then I want to know why. Why didn't they? Why not that? Um, yeah. Interesting. I, I don't remember what the EVP said, but one of the EVPs was like, I think it had the F word in it with one of the ladies <laughs> that had wow. the dolls. So I'm, I'm currently just finishing up making a video of, of my findings of the dolls. And then um, what I'm going to do with them, because three out of five people, you know what? That's above 50%. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so could they be haunted? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm really good friends with a guy in Seattle. His name's Ross Allison, and he owns Spooked in Seattle. Oh, cool. It's okay. a death museum and haunted oh, wow. objects museum. So I kind of, him and I, an agreement where if I get haunted objects, he he would preserve them in his, uh, in his museum, like the, I just donate them. Like I didn't pay, I don't get money. didn't pay for them. They're just donate for preservation and paranormal purposes. Why not? That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they're kind of safe. They're all together. They're safe. They're not in people's hands that could be affected by them or Mm -hmm. or things like that. Um, The other doll I have, I'm not going to get that doll's locked up right now. I don't, she gives me the creeps in timeout. Say that easily. (laughs) Really? So the dolls from the 1800s, England, and there's documentation saying that the doll is not, what's the word? Not evil, but negative. And that whatever female in this family owns it becomes a spinster. Whoa. So if like a woman owns it, they become a spinster? Yeah. But I'm not in the family and she didn't give them to me. I'm just researching them. Okay. So I'm safe. But like, um, it's really interesting because when we were investigating this doll, she would speak to the doll in a very like loving sound tone, or she'd be like, okay, I'm going. Then like our, our REM pod would just spike. It's just really interesting oh, to see. No. <laughs> I hate that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, so I'm, I really like ghosts. I really like old haunted houses. I, I can't with dolls. <laughs> like I can't, no. I don't know. It's they're like in a body again. It's, it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> like yep. physically. Yeah, no. I, and like any haunted objects, like we were, we were vacationing in um, Washington and we went to this antique store and uh, the lady was like, because I, whenever I go to an antique store, I'm like, do you have any haunted objects? <gasps> That's <buy> so <laughs> smart. I'm going to do that from now on. Yeah. I've never done that before. But I'm like, show me your haunted everything. I will take it. Yeah. And it depends on the price because he's not really expensive. She's like, oh, my God, we have like five. And um, I, I, I put it on our Instagram and our reels. There's this chair, like a really haunted chair that's there. But she called the owner when we were there. And she's like, oh, my God, we have these guys here. And can we have them in here tonight? I'm like, mm, we're on vacation. I didn't have yeah. any go. This was a no ghost hunting vacation. So I left everything at home. <laughs> you have to set that rule for yourself. That's so funny. Yeah. But then we got a really good EVP uh, when we went into one of these little forts. So, wow. um, but anyhow, 
we're going to go back down to this place in Washington and, and he's going to have everything ready for us to investigate. So that's awesome. Yeah. We love haunted objects. Sometimes it feels like the sites find you. I thought that too. That's, that's kind of creepy to think as well. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem da- like negative. Like when I say that, no, like God, it, no. Yeah, like it's it almost I don't know, like maybe they're helping you with your research or something or they like the cause. I agree with Yeah. Um, because like I said, when we were when we went down we were camping, like who who brings ghost hunting gear camping? Nobody. Right. Oh, maybe me. But I didn't <laughs> this time. Um, but we were in one of these old historic civil war forts and um it uh we we're just walking through it and then Sandra she turns on it was on a cell phone. Bad, I know. But we weren't ghost hunting. Mm. And we get this really wicked. I'm like, she's like, do an EVP session. I'm like, I thought we're not supposed to be ghost hunting. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I'm like, because this is an old military base. They probably didn't like public going in there because it's private back in the day. I'm like, how do you feel about people coming in your base? And then it just goes, people. I was like, what? Oh like, man. it's not my voice. You just hear people. It's on our it's one of our reels that we have. That's the, awesome. I'm the, definitely gonna check it. I'm gonna be so scared tonight. <laughs> it's yeah. very late where I am. <laughs> I'm gonna just be <laughs> too scared to sleep. That's <laughs> that's awesome. EVPs are probably my favorite form of evidence. I think it's so cool when you can get something that's like very coherent to what's going on around at the time. I just think that's yeah, so- me. Me too. And that's what I encourage, like, when you say to give advice to people, I really rely on EVPs, photos, mm-hmm. not like orbs and stuff, but like photos, video. Like I have another cool video where we did um, this old roadhouse in, in the middle of British Columbia. And in I think I caught a shadow figure in it on the video. Oh, um, it's open for interpretation. If you don't think it is, you don't think it is, but it kind of looks... Because it was a controlled environment, it looks like a shadow, but there was no way for the light we were using in the where I was standing because there was no one walking. Right, I could just walk right past it. It was pretty interesting. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, shadow figures are another no from me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, me thank too. you. <laughs> it's creepier than being scratched or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> well, we're at about an hour. Um, is there any story or experience? that we missed that you like got to get out there. <laughs> I think we touched on some good stuff, but we, yeah, you should touch down uh, on attachments and all that sort of stuff. Maybe another time. I would love to do that. Yeah. yeah. I would yeah. love to have you back whenever, if you're releasing something that this is, well, we could probably cut this small part, but like, if you ever have something that you want to promote, absolutely. You can come back. Also come to the Eastern part of the U S we have a lot of, it's really haunted out this way. Twenty twenty three. I'd like to get to the East Coast. Yes. Um, Let me know. My good. My yeah, for sure, hundred percent. My good friend uh, Columbus. That's Ohio, right? Yep. Columbus, Ohio's Ohio. not too far. It's a couple yeah. hours from me. Him and his buddy, they are um, Civil War ghost hunters, paranormal that researchers. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. um, but they're endorsed. I think a university because they're doing it on a historical aspect. It's history first. That's and awesome. And then um, we're supposed to go to a couple battlefields together. Oh, so those Civil yeah, War. Pennsylvania. I want to hit that like that there. All of those East Coast. I, I like my 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 dad's family's from Maine. Oh, so, cool. Like, I just the East. I I, I would. I have free medical, but if I didn't, I would move to the East Coast of the United States. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, don't. I wouldn't recommend. I mean, just visit. You're more than welcome to come whenever you come yeah. see the ghosts whenever <laughs> you want to. <laughs> um, yeah, that's incredible. I, I'm so excited to creep on your Instagram more and also your YouTube, because that sounds like where the, the cooler stuff is. Um, so I guess yeah. for my listeners, where can they find you and all of this information? You can find us on Instagram. Like I said, we're extremely active for the Paranormal Road Trippers. Um, YouTube, the Paranormal Road Trippers. And my cat is meowing. And uh, <laughs> Facebook, the Paranormal Road Trippers. 
So that was those, good you those said are that. our three places. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's good you said it's that because okay. now when we listen back for EVPs, we'll know it's the cat and not human cat. You know, yep, from hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This was awesome. Thank you for having me. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.